I am Bamps, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. The camera opens up to the sound of light conversation and just ambient people moving around a room. The kind of thing you would see at a like office party or something along those lines. Elevator doors open. Missy and Keith step out. We are at Elysium. But not the big, fancy, everybody show up, clear out and have giant meetings, Elysium. This is just the same place, smaller venue, like a hotel bar. There are a couple of people hanging around. Um, Missy, are you looking for anybody in particular, or are you straight to your meeting? Missy is going to look around the room, and if she sees anybody that like she thinks she should you know, go and say hello to, like if there's a baron or any barons like second in command or anything she will go do pleasantries but she will not linger she will definitely try to like make her way to her meeting sure uh let's roll it with some awareness real quick because i have an idea of some people that are here i want to see how i can screw that up i mean if you screw up looking around a room that's it's pretty impressive right that could be impressive looking around the room you're going to see a bunch of nobodies people that you used to be and some of their ghouls there are some ghouls for some other people here that uh that their domitor is not here maybe delivering messages picking up messages maybe their whole job is just to sit here and act as a secretary in a really inconvenient place people you would deem important that you know raven is here she seems mm -hmm. to be sitting at a table off to the side, one of the actual booths here instead of the the standing high tops. And she is having a conversation with Francis, the Banu Hakim that is Jimmy's brewer friend and showed up at the party and has been around a little bit. But he is talking to Raven about something. You will also see Dr. Bain, the Tremere who's medical facility cheshire was to attack the tender hearts medical facility that is his haven his domain and he seems to be here not really interacting with anybody but around he's not like a number two or anybody but he is somebody whose venn diagrams of influence have overlapped a little bit in the past couple of months is there anybody in particular you elsewise might be looking for no Except for those two people, it's just a room full of Jimmys, so who cares? A little bit. None of Donovan's people are here. Like, okay. he does have ghouls, just like Good. every other kindred in the city, but none of them mm -hmm. are here. He is not here. Uh, you don't see any of his friends or cronies here, either. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Less people to for Jimmy to punch. Nope. Then I'm going to make uh, my way to my meeting. Because I have other business I have to do, and looking at all these ghouls reminded me of that. What other, uh... Kendra. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. 
I got to go deal with that. So I got to finish this so I can go get started on that. Yep. Now that I've smoothed things over and it's all copacetic with art, I can start doing that. At least if memory serves, it's all copacetic with art. There were some heated things said that night that perhaps could use readdressing to make sure everybody is clear. But you have at least some steps in, in mind. I mean, I can start the process, and if and then I can check with him, and then I can always back out. But yeah, you know, yeah, not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's not traumatizing to anyone. I mean, it, just feed her some blood, wipe her memory afterwards. Look, Coco turned out fine, and that's what Carol probably did to her. Right. Well, I mean, Coco and fine. We'll see. But okay. <laughs> sure. You make your way through the crowd. People give you polite head nods. But that kind of polite head nod where seven months ago, prior to the events of season one, they would probably not have even addressed you. For some of them, it looks more strange than others. Oh, big smile to those people. Yeah. Good evening. How you doing? Watch me rub it in your face. Yep. Yes. Wonderful. You approach the big doors to go into the back areas where... There is some security. They obviously know you. They let you and they let Keith go through as well because of your position. Normally, security, uh, personal security is a little bit more restricted going back here. You can't just roll up. Oh, these are my six bodyguards. You know, we're going to go see the prince. As you are going back, you're going to see somebody who we haven't seen on camera yet. Uh, and he is a Mr. Cavallero. He is a male venture. He looks like a strict businessman who comes from Spain. He's tall, broad-shouldered, coarse, thick black hair with a little bit of gray in it. He was one of the Harpy's talents. He worked for Carol as maybe a number two, kind of like how the sheriff has his deputies. He was kind of that for Carol. Mr. Cavallero, for the lack of a better term, runs the ghoul school. He is someone who begins educating ghouls and some of the things they're going to need to know in their new lives, perhaps raises and educates some so that they can be lent out or put to work dealing with affairs of other kindred. And he seems to be leaving the opposite direction from presumably where the prince sits waiting for you. Mm -hmm. He gives you a small just head nod, little tip of the hat if he was wearing a hat, but doesn't make the motion to stop or talk to you unless you want to talk to him. No, she will. She'll do the same. Uh, you know, Missy will nod her head and acknowledge him. And as you approach the princess doors, we cut over to the sound of actually the sound of a car door as a door pulls up out front of the building to let out Coco and Jade. What did Coco get the two of them dressed up in to come here tonight? Um, black seems to be like the theme out here, you know, usually. So just like little black dresses and sparkly necklaces. They're kind of fake, but they're like diamondique fake. Simple, classic, elegant, the kind of thing people that are hundreds of years old would love. Yeah, read the room. I mean, you're not wrong. What does Jimmy arrive in besides his car? Like, what is he wearing when he also arrives? Uh, so he, Jimmy's going to dress up a little bit more than usual. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so making sure he wears his tighter jeans or tighter leather pants, I guess, and um, a proper shirt underneath his vest and not just uh, shirtless underneath. Jimmy in a shirt is exciting. Jimmy, Coco, and Jade will bump into each other in the parking garage underneath the Elysium as they approach the building to go inside serendipitously. How's it going, Coco? Um, really good. And I totally am helping get uh, Nick back. I swear. I'm on it. Cool. Yeah, just uh, you know, keep calm. Let them know what really happened because that's the main thing. We have mostly the truth. Apparently the biggest problem we have is that we have video evidence of it. But if I'm, we leave that part out, then yeah, uh, no, it won't look no, as too bad. No, do you, yeah, and just like look around the parking garage. Oh, right. You're looking for anything specific in the parking garage? I mean, I'm sure there's cameras and stuff everywhere, and I've been learning a lot from art. Art's a very good teacher, especially when it comes to being incredibly paranoid. Yeah, so just kind of trying to make it obvious um, that you could be being listened to all the time, idiot. Right, right. Anyway, I'm super calm. This is fine. And I'm really here for the party. All right, well, have fun. The three of you go into the elevator. You have some floors until you reach the, not the penthouse, because it's not like a hotel but the upper floors for entertaining of important business clients door opens you are let out by of course they have a nice little doorman they're waiting for you security offers to take any coats that you may be wearing or a vest in jimmy's case no he keeps the vest of course and the three of you are welcome to enjoy elysium that is here tonight i'm not sure how you guys want to go about your plans or if there are other things you wish to try to figure out i have totally texted art and um just sent him question marks because he knows that i'm like kind of worried i'm tr i'm a little nervous but like coaching and that's been good but i just you know a little question mark art will send back a text that just says you'll be fine exclamation point and a smiley face I just turned to Jade. Okay, let's find a drink. Calm down. When Coco says that, is she looking for some blood? Or is she going to, like, blush of life, get some wine or something else fancy to go with her fancy black dress? I think just feed Jade a little alcohol and then maybe just do a little sip on Jade. Sure. You guys go over to the bar as Kindred and guest that uh, there is no real charge for alcohol for you guys because one of the benefits of being in the in club and uh, they offer coco a, a complimentary glass of just like um just like a red wine just so you can have a little glass to swirl and be fancy with does she take it yeah because i miss drinking okay 
So this way you, you have something to keep up appearances and to be sociable and do the little <laughs> have your pinky extended and all that shit. There are some people here for you guys to talk to if you want to talk to. Nobody really makes the move to to seek you out, at least initially. Um, Jimmy, if you want to give me like a wits and insight role as you come into this uh, this scene. If I can remember what buttons to press, sure. Uh, three hits. Three is a popular number tonight. There is always that moment when people enter a room that everyone stops to look. And you're going to see yourself getting a couple of looks of like, huh. When was the last time Jimmy was at Elysium? Was it back, uh, back in season one times? Or has he been since... Um, yeah, probably the party, like the last big Elysium thing. Okay, so the last, like, big mandatory once a quarter event. Yeah. Sure. Um, Your entrance has yeah. definitely been noticed, and people are taking appraising eyes of you before going back to any of the conversations that they are previously engaged in. All right, well, Jimmy will go to the bar and um, sit down, but then look over and see his buddy, Francis. And does Francis have any moonshine with him or anything? He doesn't look like he has anything with him. He does have a small briefcase. Uh, I've more of a valise, perhaps. He is looks more like he is dressed for business, but in that 1920s police officer in a suit kind of business, not in the uh, what should I call it? not in the the more modern corporate power suits. Not that Jimmy would have a lot of real uh, personal flair for that style. All right. Um... So then he is gonna... still talking with Raven. Um, he looks irritated about something, just to roll some of your insight over. Um, and Raven seems to be taking some form of notes. Um, all right. So that's an interesting. But uh, Jimmy will sit and uh, at the bar, look at the barkeep, and could I get a beer? Of course. And he begins to ask you questions, domestic, imported. Uh, so he starts off asking you if you have a preference. And then if you don't have a preference, is happy to give you domestic, imported, all of the lists of things. You know what? It's been a while since I've had a wide selection like this. Like, what would you suggest? He begins a conversation about beer and other alcohols to run a comparison to before selecting something that's a little bit more small brewery, he offers you a nice dark doppelbock. He pours it out of the bottle into a nice frosted glass, offers it to you, and then steps back to allow you to go through the methods that you wish to savor it. If it's just drink it, smell it, hold it, whatever it is you wish to do. Uh, he will. Jimmy will pick it up, give it a good smell. It smells pretty good. Gives it a first a, a light sip and tastes it. A little, 
Oh, that's a little bitter, more bitter than I was expecting, but it's, it's good. I'm pleased to have served you, sir. Thanks. And uh, what's your name? He introduces himself as Gregory. Gregory. I remember that next time I uh, pop by Elysium and ask if you're working and another recommendation. He gives you a simple head nod and a smile. It's like, it would be my pleasure. Is there anything else I could do for you this evening? I wouldn't know if you've... Have you heard any uh, interesting rumors, perhaps? Or you know, what's the talk of the town? Or you keep your ears closed? He straightens for a moment. Uh, he very clearly hears a great many things just in this position. And you would know especially that old kindred tend to not think much of mortals. Uh, may just outright ignore them. Um, that being said, he knows better than to open his fucking mouth because it's a good way to get murdered. So he'll just, he'll just say that my work keeps me fairly busy and I sadly do not have as much time to engage in pleasant conversations such as this on the regular. Uh, yeah, it's probably a wise idea not to talk about rumors. No. Sorry for making you uncomfortable. It. It is a question that comes up regularly, but company policy. Probably a good policy. With a big italics on the word company. All right. Well, uh, I, might pop, I might pop by for another drink, but uh, you have a good evening. And Jimmy will walk away. Uh, if you would like, sir. Mr. Uh, Cavallero is in the building this evening, and uh, I could have him notified that you're looking for some information? Oh, um... Caballero. Hmm. Would Jimmy know... Right, because Cavallero's the, um... He worked for Carol, so you would know a great deal about him. And he works with ghouls. And yeah, he does. trains them. Amongst other things, given as he has got access to, to dominate and is pretty good at it. He might not be the best person to talk to about Jimmy's free ghoul ideas. Probably not a good idea to talk to him about that. However, he would know, for the lack of a better word, the pulse of the city. Or at least part of it. Right. Um, yeah, sure. That sounds good. So it's very good. Thanks. I believe he's... Uh, I believe he's in one of the private rooms. I will have a note for him when he is done. Much appreciated, Gregory. Of course, sir. Have a good evening. You as well. He picks up a little sidebar tab, a uh, little sidebar pad, and begins just writing a, a quick thing down for passing along the note. Jimmy would try and see if he could interrupt raven and francis or would it be a bad time like are uh, they off in a corner talking or they're at one of the few small private er booths conversating you can easily make your presence known to them um up to you on whether or not after being acknowledged if you would want to make it a more um involved conversation or just a simple like i see you i will speak to you in a moment situation yeah, I think more of that. Uh, 
he sees them, he wants to talk to them, but they seem a little busy, so he's going to give them their privacy until they're done. Um, he will probably just try and start some small talk with other groups of people sure. that are around. Easily done. Coco, are you trying to get Jade hammered, or are you giving her a little bit to ease into it and then have your little little sippy sip? I can't get too wasted because I have to be like pretty focused, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, j- I just got to like calm down a little bit, you know, stressful. Of course. So she goes through her first drink pretty quickly gets a second one and begins working on that. Are you doing anything while Jade gets all slightly intoxicated? Well, I mean, like, definitely chatting, talking to her a lot about my painting, because, you know, that's kind of what I do when I'm nervous. Um, And, like, kind of just, like, chewing on my fake nail that I, I stuck on fake nails because I have to kind of look classy like the ones that you glue on i brought extra glue it's in my purse just in case and i'm kind of like chewing on the one and like just looking around because i'm supposed to talk to donovan and the sheriff right and i'll be okay i got this exclamation point and neither of them are here this evening I mean, they don't just like wait around for me. Like I thought this was a thing. Um, okay, I'm just gonna. They they can't be like ditching me or whatever. I I don't know. Art's got it under control. I I'm sure of it. I'm sure Art is very busy controlling a number of things. After a few minutes of polite, if brief conversation with some other people in the room, um, and Jade finishing up her second drink, do you just take a little nip off the the wrist? Do you go for her neck? What? What's your? Uh, what's the scene that gets painted in front of me? I'm I'm kind of nervous. Like I ask her if she has to go to the ladies' room, and we like go into the ladies' room because, like, you know, I'm. It's a weird night. I'm just like I'm feeling off. Sure. There is an attendant who will very quickly make themselves scarce when the two of you enter. They know better than to be anywhere nearby a potentially very hungry vampire. Yeah, and just a little nibble on her wrist. That's all just enough just to like maybe calm down. Just to get the taste. Sure. Easily done. And as you begin to exit the ladies' room, the scene will again transition into the prince's office. And Missy is in there. Uh, Do you bring Keith in or do you leave him outside? No, Keith stays outside. He doesn't come in. Okay. So it is the two of you in an office you're fairly familiar with as of as of recently, and not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. No, this is a nice change. I feel comfortable here. Not out of place. Feels good. It does. It does. The prince has a couple of folders on her desk, little file folders, the kind of thing that school teachers would keep your permanent file in. And she for once does not seem uh, does not seem focused or busy she doesn't seem like she's scrawling out numbers or doing math or whatever it is that she does in here on the regular almost every time that you come in to talk to her she motions for you to sit and gets you with a simple good evening what news does my herald bring this evening good evening 
Um, I just, I wanted to bring to your attention a, a small situation uh, that's currently brewing up. Raises an eyebrow. There's a little territorial spat occurring between um, one of Stephen Cohen's men and, um, well, and Jimmy. Reaches into her desk at the side, pulls open a file, and puts it on the table. I hesitate to want to hear the answer, but who started it? Cohen's man. Is Missy lying? Missy knows she's absolutely telling the truth. Okay. She doesn't think anything. She knows. Okay. She will pause for a moment, eyebrow raised, reach back into the the same little filing cabinet, pull out a second folder, but not Mr. Cohen himself? No, no, but since it's one of his men, I, I just, I, you know, Jimmy can sometimes act out, and I didn't want to do anything that would, uh, I, I just, I don't want him to do anything that would upset Mr. Cohen, but I also wanted to make sure that you were aware, so if something does happen, you know, you can, you at least know what's going on. You will see that the folder that she has in her hand has a second folder inside of it. And then she will follow up that question with, it was not Miss Green, was it? No, no. Excellent. She puts that folder back. Who am I searching for? Donovan. Ah. Bruja. Yeah, hmm. this. Pulls out a about equally thick file as she has for Jimmy. She begins asking questions about the incident. Are you withholding any information from her, or are you giving her everything? I, well, well if she starts asking me, I'm going to, I, I have my response of what I'm okay. going to say. Um, so she'll ask, so mm-hmm. what is the, the nature of this particular incident? Well, a, uh, a deal was brokered between Donovan and Jimmy. Um, I myself was there assisting with the negotiating. And it seems that Donovan has um, broken the terms that were decided upon. And in response, Jimmy may have overreacted, but as a baron, I believe it's his right to do as he wishes in his own territory. Um, And now Donovan has retaliated, and it seems like it's just going to go back and forth for a while. Uh, And I don't know how big it's going to get. There are a lot of freedoms that we grant to the barons of their various domains. But the one thing we have all agreed upon in the establishing of our city and the way that it runs is that the masquerade is important above all. Mm -hmm. No, no violation of the masquerade is occurring. If that were the case, I I definitely would would have uh, tried to rein Jimmy in. None that you're aware of or none has happened. None that I am. None that I'm aware of, but I'm pretty positive that none has occurred. She will slide some of the pages aside in her little folder and pull out a couple of printouts. And she's going to lay out three pieces of paper in front of you that have a picture on each of them. One is Jimmy squaring off with these two dudes. Another is Jimmy being able to get physical with these two dudes. And then the third one is the aftermath of Jimmy murdering the one dude and then outside the club in our mall outside 
it's hard to tell specifically where it is. Mm-hmm. You can tell that uh, you can tell that these pictures were carefully chosen to be represented physically, mm-hmm. and the actual fist connecting head exploding part was left out. So it's okay. setting picture, what's about to happen picture, and then results mm-hmm. picture. Um, so plausible deniability that at the very least the the after picture could be digitally altered or some other movie magic done to it to make it so that it's not what it actually appears to be. Okay. And the prince lets you see these for a moment. Missy will look at it and inside just internally curse art for his goddamn cameras. And uh will say yes, this uh this would uh indeed be uh the response that Jimmy had for the initial breach that occurred. Yes. As she takes the pictures back from you, you can see on the back of them they have uh they have some numbers written across the back that look like a date and time and stuff like that. Little like you would put on the back of a photo in a frame so that you can always remember when that picture mm-hmm. was taken. And she puts them back in the in the folder. Donovan had sent this which was originally in video form, said that he had received a video from a Baron Walton and then and then Mr. Lewis brought this to First Raven for verification. And then obviously to the sheriff and to myself and announced his intention to extract a form of retribution. Well, and I believe he's done that retribution uh, by taking one of Baron Walton's men. Okay, then. However, excuse me, I don't want to interrupt, but again, it was Donovan who initially broke the terms of the broker deal. And that launched all of this. And yes, looking, you know, the, the video, the pictures. Probably not Baron Walton's best or shining moment, but I think a, um, you know, a response that, a a response needed to be made when somebody goes against a deal that they've agreed to with a Baron to do business in a Baron's territory. These are always messy political situations, however, Mm -hmm. there is an extra there's an extra number in this calculation based upon the fact that evidence was created and sent around. Who knows where this could have gone if Mr. Lewis did not go through the appropriate channels. Do you know if Baron Walton has sent this evidence to anyone else? No, but I could find out if you'd like. She's going to pull her phone out and she's going to text Art and go, is that video of fucking Jimmy killing that fucking Donovan guy, man of Donovan, been sent anywhere else? Have you added star wipes? What the fuck did you guys do with this video? He sends back LMAO, star wipes equal yes, Jimmy requested, comma, sent to, colon, Jimmy, otherwise not sent to anyone else. Smiley face. Send back. 
Do you think Jimmy sent it to anyone else? Besides Donovan? Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Art will send back a picture of Patrick from SpongeBob with a hammer in his hand and a board nailed to his forehead. And then, no, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Why did he text back? Why did you even give him the video? It's like giving a toddler dynamite. The toddler specifically requested dynamite. He is barren. I must comply. Smiley face. Yeah. Rage face. The prince isn't happy about this. It sounds like a matter for Baron Jimmy to address directly. <laughs> hey, thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> text Jimmy. Oh my God. Can I even text Jimmy? God damn it, Jimmy. Does Jimmy have a smartphone? Get text. Yeah, his phone can get text. Oh God. Thank God. It's like, like a cricket phone. Like for old people. Something simple for you to work. Okay. He'll text Jimmy. Did you send your video to anyone else besides Donovan? And the whole time she has a smile on her face because she doesn't want the prince to know how angry she is right now. Sounds so if like I have to do to subterfuge, I'll do subterfuge. <laughs> Sounds like a, a composure and subterfuge roll. Okie doke. <sighs> the prince says nothing as she watches you text in her office. Maybe it was just between conversations or something, but he actually gets his phone, pulls it out. It probably feels like an hour later because of just how slow Jimmy types. Um, <laughs> no, just Donovan okay. sent. Okay. Uh, she's just going to put her phone away. She's not even going to respond to him. She's so mad. And she goes, well, just received work confirmation from two people in the coterie that no, it was not sent to anyone else by us. She will begin to have small conversation with you about this situation to figure out what you think you should do to think to to get your feelings on it because maybe you didn't choke it back as much as you were trying to or maybe she saw through whatever it was you were doing or maybe she's i don't know using some kind of weird discipline on you to read your emotions who knows when it comes to vampires but as she and you have this small conversation. Is there anything else you want to do before you're done talking to the prince and giving her details and thinking about a plan? No, no. I, I will be very honest with, with the prince, but um, I'm going to... I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag, so there's not much I can do to save anybody anything now. So so I, I'll be honest, but I'm not going to... Uh, I, I won't... Um, no, I'm not going to do anything else. Okay. Some notes are made in folders, and those folders are closed up and put away. Is there any other business you want to ask the prince about? She doesn't seem in any kind of upset mood or anything, mm -hmm. at least not without some kind of role. But she is here for you to talk to in this moment if you want to talk to her about anything. Hold on. We can cut away from you while you think. Okay. Thank you. Back out in Elysium, Jimmy would have noticed Coco and Jade go off to the ladies' room and then come back a short while later. The conversation between Raven and Francis begins to come to an end. You can see Francis 
he picks up his valise. He starts messing with it before putting it back down and beginning to straighten himself to stand up. Do you wish to talk to one of them, the other of them, both of them together? What did you want to... Francis looks a little upset. I I can kind of get that read from him, like... Yeah, you've known him for a while, and he looks like something has uh, something has irritated him. All right. Well, before he before Francis leaves, because it seems like he might be leaving soon, uh, Jimmy will just ask him, is, "Is everything okay? You look a little frazzled." Are you just like calling him over to hang up by the bar, waiting? By, like where? Where do you have this interaction with him? All oh, right. Um, so it would be after, uh, away from Raven. That's first fair. First of all. Um, and probably just, uh, if it looks like he's heading towards the door, uh, just like on the walk out. And if he wants to talk more, we can go somewhere private. But, you know, just at the bar, if uh, he wants to visit or if he wants to talk somewhere private, more of just where he leads it. Sure. But uh, in the open when he first asks that question. Sure. Away from people. I imagine Jimmy is genuinely concerned, or is he trying yes. to... Yeah, yeah, genuinely concerned. Okay. You know, his whole here. mission here is to make sure he doesn't get in trouble, and he sees his friend in trouble and wants to help instead of helping himself. Uh, roll me a persuasion and charisma roll just to see how much... Because he's obviously going to talk to you, but to see how much... He's willing to to confide. That's pretty uh, good. Four, yeah, I'll stick with that. He puts on his hat and is very politely saying goodbye to Raven when you begin to move, not on a you know direct intercept course, but on a social intercept course to to talk to him. Follows for a couple of steps before he does indeed step off to the side for something a little more private to converse with you about. He would have addressed you by your title of Baron Walton when you first approached him. After all, you have to keep up appearances in places like this. And then, once off to the side, begins addressing you more casually. Yeah, he would probably call you Jimmy. Well, Jimmy would probably also say, cut the crap, just call me Jimmy. Yeah, that's probably happened several times before he cut the crap. And starts off with polite small talk, as one is wont to do in Elysium. But when pressed, he's going to bring up what's bothering him. He's going to say, do you know a young woman? And he gives you a description. She was at the club that opened in your domain the other night. You would know the woman that he's talking about is Emma Conway. She is of your clan. She is a Toreador. She is fairly recent to the city. But he is speaking of her, and he is speaking of her in a negative tone. Uh, yeah, I know her. What about her? Well, my understanding and knowledge is that she is new to the city, and while that happens from time to time, it is because she was exiled from her previous city. So you're keeping tabs on her? Amongst other things, it's been something that is more of a personal interest for what reasons can you think of that a kindred would be exiled from their city i mean number one would be diablerie but uh, i'm sure there's other reasons he does stiffen for a moment at the mention of diablerie but gives you a small affirmative nod 
I see. I do not mean to burden you, as she was in your domain. How much would you like to know? I mean, did you want help finding her? I can ask, uh, I can ask Art for some, see if his little spies can figure something out. I do not have the political clout to do anything about it for the moment, but the the idea of a diablerist in our city is very upsetting to me personally. Uh, yeah, very upsetting. I wonder if Jimmy should have to make a composure roll or something. A roll sounds like a good idea in this situation. Uh, uh, I hope just not straight composure because... <laughs> no. Um, so let me... How bad of a situation... How badly does Jimmy consider Diablerie on a personal level? In particular, in the Diablerie that happened. Uh, I don't think Jimmy cares much about Diablerie overall as like a, a big taboo. Mm -hmm. um he's not going to go to war you know do it as a thing like but uh i don't think it disgusts him okay baron walter was gonna die just because he got eaten doesn't really matter to jimmy right he didn't like that baron walter got eaten because he was worried that walter would take possession over coco it was because he might not die in the process not Correct. because yes okay do you want to steer him in more of a persuasion way, or do you want to cover it up in more of a subterfuge way? Uh, and it would be plus your manipulation. I think it's more of just Jimmy not wanting to make a face of, oh, right, Diablo okay. is bad. So I think that would be more subterfuge. Okay. I will give you an extra die, because you are good friends with Francis. You guys have known each other for a while. You've interacted so, probably significantly off camera. Probably. Would that be subterfuge and composure or? Subterfuge and manipulation. Okay. Does Jimmy want to know more about her details or does he want to not burden himself with that issue? No, yeah, of course he'll, if his friend feels super upset about it and he wants to let him rant. Okay. He will ask how much you know about Thin Bloods, which, with your no-occult knowledge, I'm going to assume is not a whole lot. He knows that he knows one. We'll probably also not mention that, I am sure. Oh, yes. And that they are a thing that has happened. Do you think Jimmy knows that many vampires believe that they are a sign of the end times for vampires? Uh, no, probably not. Uh, he will begin, because I don't want to sit here and drop a giant you know, rhetoric of lore here. Uh, he'll be talking about how thin bloods are a thing that have been happening and how they're not quite right. They're not fully kindred. They're not ghouls. They're somewhere in between. And that they are a sign that vampire society is at an end. That Gehenna, the end of, at the very least, the vampiric world, is coming closer and closer. He doesn't get full crazy conspiracy theorist on it that like it's around the corner, but it's one of those things when you live forever, coming closer and closer could mean 10 years, could mean 100 years. Right. He will also say that when a thin blood diabolizes a vampire, 
they become a full vampire, which is what he believes Miss Conway has done. Oh, and Jimmy gets an idea. Ice, he may have known that before. I can't remember if I've mentioned that he knew. I don't know if it's been said on camera, but no, it has definitely been said on camera. Yes. And that occasionally, and uh, that occasionally, the Camarilla may offer up vampires for to be punished for this or the other reason for Thin Bloods to fully join their ranks, but a Diabolist is a Diabolist, and just because they did it once doesn't mean that they won't do it again. All right. I'll uh, I'll be sure to keep eyes out for her. Make sure she's not uh, stalking around my neck of the woods. Do you know what barony she's in? She seems to be not affiliated, not affiliated with any particular baron, more with the Camarilla section of the city, which makes finding her a little bit more difficult. Do you want me to offer her a position at the mall so you can keep a, eyes on her easier? He waves you off for a second. No, this is only something that I have very recently come into the knowledge of. There is, There are channels within the clan that look for this sort of thing. And I happen to have a contact in another city that happens to be the city that she was from. And he let me in on this information. I see. All right. Well, if you need help, feel free to ask. I will. For now, I will. And he goes, puts his little uh, derby on and says, for now, I will keep it under my hat. All right. Best of luck to you. Have a good evening. And to you, Baron. And he gives you a, a firm 1920s handshake. Jimmy responds with a proper handshake, too. Coco, feeling good, feeling better. You can still gab and talk and, you know, a word on the street and all of that stuff. Do you just want to go about and mingle and chat for a little while? Or do you want to find Jimmy? You probably also saw Francis or Raven or, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaving the floor open to you. I guess I should say hi to Francis and thank him again for the beer and the flowers and for coming to the party because that was so sweet. Sure. You catch him as he's heading to, towards the elevator. And after a moment, he does, uh, as you interact with him, he does change from a, a much more stern and serious look to more jovial, not jovial, more congenial and very polite. He does the thing where he gives you the little, like, you give him your limp hand, and he does your little shake, and he uh, he wouldn't kiss it. He's not quite to, to that level of courtship yet. But he apologizes profusely. Um, I'm sorry, Miss Coco, for my abrupt departure the other evening. Something was brought to my attention that I needed to address. That's totally understandable. It was such a busy night, but it was like lovely and thank you so much for taking the time really appreciate it i will make it an effort to have another meeting lovely thank you um 
there's a couple other people I want to say hi to. I don't think I'm staying long, but it, it was great to see you. Of course, I am. And he motions to the elevator that is now opening and the security guard is holding for him. I am on my way out, personally. He will take his hat off and give you a small nod. This is a, it's good to see you. Put that back on his head. He gives a look to Jade. Uh, do you think Jade is more seen and not heard in these situations? Or do you think that she... How do you think she handles being a tasty snack in a room full of predators? I mean, she's like safe probably now. Just like an awkward wave. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, and he does acknowledge her directly, and not by a name, because I don't think he would know her name, but in a good evening to you as well, Miss, and heads into the elevator and heads out. As you turn around to rejoin the party, do you want to do any mingling before Missy dramatically re enters the room? Nah, just kind of look to see where Jimmy is and see if I can gauge, like, how soon. If we should walk back to the bar, we should probably walk back to the bar. Sure, you can easily meet Jimmy there as he has by now finished his beer. And orders a second. Same thing? Yeah, it was good. Good. The three of you are at the bar for a moment. Is there any conversation before Missy re-enters the room? Um, I think I'm ready. I, I, we can go whenever. This is, like, stuffier than I kind of, like, expected. And I still have things to do. Sorry. But you're free to leave. I just thought you might enjoy socializing with others outside of the normal coterie. I socialize. What are you talking about? You guys aren't the only people that I hang out with. All right. First of all, I'm popular in case you didn't like, uh, I don't know if I told Joe I'm popular now, but like for a party since I'm clearly off, I have no work to do now. I thought that I guess I thought something different. It's fine, though. You're looking for work to do? No, never mind. Nothing. Forget it. I was just trying to help you with, like, and I kind of do the winky. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Missy, was there anything that you wanted to say to the prince that you were thinking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so when she asks that question, Missy will think uh, for a moment and then say, uh, there is. I wanted to thank you for denying my request the other evening. You can tell that she is thrown off for a moment because that is not at all where, like, the thanks, sure, that's to be expected. Um, but the reason is, like, wait, what? Um, It was... Uh... I, I, it was, um, on my part, it was a ill-thought-out idea. I was acting rashly and from a very, very uh, incorrect point of view. And if it weren't for your sound um, words and, and you denying me that request, um, it, it could have led to uh, a lot more issues. So thank you again. And it has um, taught me to think through um, my reactions a bit more and to remain a little more level-headed and not to react so rashly. So, thank you. You are welcome. 
these are the steps that we make into becoming a more mature kindred is recognizing our own shortcomings and taking corrective action. Well, I've taken up too much of your time already. Um, if there's anything you need from me, please uh, let me know, but I will continue my duties for the evening. Of course. And she will back out of the room. And As you're leaving, Keith rejoins you, and then the two of you enter into the main room here, where, looking around for a moment, you will see that Francis is gone. Raven is sitting in the booth by herself, and Jimmy, Coco, and Jade are all at the bar. Uh, Missy's going to stop looking at the bar, and she is just going to death glare. Uh, but she'll close her eyes, take a deep breath, and then she's going to look over to Raven. She's going to head that way. Oh, part of me makes you want to make you push the frenzy button. If you yeah. want to, go right ahead. Jimmy was just about to head over to Raven too. Oh my God, this is going to be super awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's let's push it. Let's see what happens. Frenzy? Yeah. Come on, I think I frenzy fail, well. Fail, fail. Uh, you probably well, you probably frenzy okay as much as one can frenzy okay. There is a surge as you see Jimmy, and he got his stupid vest on, but. You feel it rise up. Uh, but how does Missy tamp it down? That anger. By remembering where she is and who she just left. And if she walked out here and started shit right now, that would not look good. So it's this is not the right place or the right time. It can be done later. Sure. That's what she's. That's what she does. I can always kill him later. <laughs> The two of you happen to be walking in the same direction towards Raven. Coco, are you going with them, or are you working on something else? No, I saw that look that Missy gave him. Mm -hmm. She's, like, really pissed about something. I'm just going to tell Jade to order in a glass of wine and watch this from here. Okay. You will notice as you're looking around that you are not the only person. There are others that are seeing or maybe felt that. No, they probably didn't feel that because, like, you've gotten a really good grasp on feeling when people get mad or feeling when people are vampires or all that kind of stuff. But Missy just felt like Missy. She tamped that shit down real good. Even though you could see it, that she got mad, you couldn't feel it like you've been feeling it. Missy and Jimmy, it's on you guys. Hey, Raven, is the seat open? Uh, She's like, yeah, hold on. And then she finishes whatever she's writing on, closes her little notepad, pushes it to the side. I'm sure working tonight, but sure, like... And then she sees Missy behind you or next to you. Uh, is Missy still looking pissed? Well, it's her normal grumpy face that she always okay. has, so, you know. Um, and she'll kind of look to Raven and... Is it a, it's a booth or a table? I'm sorry. It's a little booth. Okay. She'll kind of look at Raven and, like, move her hands, like... To, scoot over so she can sit down next to her and she'll scoot she's <laughs> got a little plate of something that was fried and has little pieces of breadcrumbs that are left on there and she does have a uh like a frizzy frou-frou drink there's a piece of fruit left in it it had an umbrella 
and she is, of course, blush of life, as she is mm-hmm. prone to do. Missy just sits there and just waits for Jimmy to conduct his business so he can leave. So, Raven, um, how are you? One of the downsides of my uh, my new position is that occasionally I have to take complaints. So that's what I'm doing tonight. Oh. Well, I won't necessarily say if what I'm about to say is a complaint or not, but it could be in that realm. She like all right go ahead hit me are you aware that there's a dispute between donovan and myself right now it's a little generous to call it but yeah all right so i wanted to set what happened and my point of view clear to you and maybe the sheriff later so that they can make what I believe would be a better decision than stealing and abducting my ghoul. Her shoulders slump for a moment. All right. And gets out her little pad, turns it to a new page, and is like, hit me with it. Jimmy will note as he tells Raven all of these things that she seems to already know a lot of it. All right. All right. So that his big thing is that Donovan broke the terms of the agreement. Mm-hmm. And so Jimmy felt he reacted appropriately for trespassing on domain. Yeah, no, that's a big that's deal. Just it. Uh, Raven will agree that trespassing on domain is a big deal. It is one of the traditions. She will also point out the fact that the masquerade is a more important and overarching tradition that kind of covers everything else. Is Missy doing anything in this situation to help, or is she just kind of there? It's just there listening to this. Okay. She's not saying anything. Sure. Um, cool. Coco, you can watch them as Jimmy and Raven chat back and forth, Raven taking notes, Missy just kind of chilling and hanging there. Um, do you want to do anything? Do you want to... I don't know. I want to hear what they're saying, but like I don't want to move. Can I like listen really, really hard? Coco, if you want to go ahead and roll me your wits plus awareness plus two dice, we'll see how well you can hear this conversation. You think to yourself that you really want to know what they're talking about over there. So you just focus on it. And then as you do, you almost don't even notice as the other conversations in the room begin to fall away and everything else just mutes as your ears seem to tune as though one were changing a channel into the conversation happening over at Raven's table. And you can hear everything that's happening over there. Your blood just accelerates and becomes active about it it's like yeah awesome you feel you feel great you feel better than great this is this is powerful you can just focus in and hear everything that's going on no matter what do you have anything you want to do in this next immediate before we cut just smile a big evil smile fangs 
Uh, yeah, because I am badass. And they don't even know you're listening. It is the 19th of January, 2022. Still feels weird to say. Uh, No, I don't have anything witty to say. I apologize. You will also see... um, You know, I had a whole list in my head earlier today of people who were actually going to be here, but now I can't remember anybody. Um, I am reminded as I copy and paste the description into chat that I'm going to have to fix this later that uh, Mr. Cavallero, uh, for the lack of a better term, runs the ghoul school. People that, uh, what's the words? Begins, he's someone who begins educating ghouls on some of the things they're going to need to know in their new lives, or perhaps raises some, so raises is the, a terrible word to say, but raises and educates some so that they can be lent out or put to work dealing with affairs of other kindred. So more work for me in the future. The three of you go into the elevator, go up some stairs, flights of, go up some, fuck. I keep wanting to say flights of stairs, but obviously you're not going to flights of stairs on an elevator. It's local in the way it's from the, the northeastern-ish area, as opposed to something like that. If Oz wants to give me a fancy-sounding beer name, I'll use that, but... Um, gosh, okay, so it's May, kind of the springtime. Eh, you know, it's on the tail end of it. Probably, like, a uh, decent dark beer, maybe a Doppelbach, or um, this is this is a kind of fancy Elysium, so maybe something Bel- uh, Belgian. Now the Doppelbach is good. Go with that. He offers you a nice dark doppelbach and prepares that in front of you. Um, would that be drunk out of like a bottle, a can, a glass? That would be poured into a glass. Out of a bottle or a can. Very important distinction. That would be out of a bottle. Look, I don't drink beer. Beer is gross. Well, everybody has their failings. This is yours. I mean, if that's my only one, it is now recorded forever. <laughs> One of several. What's your name? Oh man. Random name generator. <laughs> I mean he's gonna get like the second one that I push. That's not my Man, if this is a woman I was totally gonna go with Judy, so it could be Judy Hops. Bruja Yeah, this pulls out a about equally thick file as she has for Jimmy. <laughs> pods peas in a pod it's it should be besties <laughs> right right <laughs> he's your soulmate jimmy just accept it and move on oh donovan oh donovan <laughs> star-crossed lovers right <laughs> i mean there's a thin line between love and hate <laughs> and, like some days it gets real blurry None that I'm aware of, but I'm pretty positive that none has occurred. God, I hope I'm not lying. It's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. I know that 
physicality isn't exactly the best at this moment. Right. But <laughs> does anybody remember if Missy saw the video of Jimmy killing Donovan's dude? Art only sent that video to Jimmy. Okay. And I know Jimmy sent it out to Donovan, and then Donovan has certainly done things with it. Okay. So Missy is not actively lying. Act yeah. To her <laughs> knowledge. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge. No. Which is fine. The masquerade. Mm-hmm. If I get killed because of this, I fucking going to come back. I mean, you you wouldn't, but you mm-hmm. may be forced to prove your loyalty by, you know, murdering a friend. Is that or... friend Jimmy? Because yes. How do I get on that track? <laughs> <laughs> We love Jimmy. We don't need him murdered yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, sounds like a, a composure and subterfugal. Okie doke. <sighs> only two, and there's nothing you can do about it. What do you mean, well, only guess, two? I mean, I guess technically you could try to reroll your eight and hope for another ten, but. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, he did actually bring his phone. Good. Um, oh my god, he had a roll to work it. <laughs> What's this thing vibrating on me? On. <laughs> yeah. I actually got three out of three successes, so that's yeah, actually... You're uh, proud of yourself, okay? Yeah. Um, Work confirmation from two people in the Coterie that no, it was not sent to anyone else by us. Why did I say us? Ugh. Doomed. Doomed. I just put myself in the lump there. Ugh. Yeah, you also said coterie. Fuck. Yeah. Old habits, right? I'm gonna die. Okay. <laughs> Again. I'm gonna end up in a freezer and some asshole ten years from now is gonna find me when they're on another job. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> in a storage shed somewhere. Okay. Uh I was trying to think of what I'm doing here, but um story of my life, right? I'm only looking for like two. So it's putting in my humanity and my willpower? It is a roll of your willpower, which is five, and one third of your humanity rounded down. So it should be a total of seven dice. So I need to change that to two then. Okay. Yeah, there's something weird with the, the frenzy button that I'm not 100% sure how mm-hmm. it works. Three. No, that's not three. That's five. Five. Look at that. See, I just had a conversation about reacting better and not being rash, and I've learned, god damn it. Boo. Her shoulders slump for a moment. Alright. And gets out her little pad, turns it to a new page, and is like, hit me with it. And then I will ask for a roll, because way down here at the bottom I made this box. This says saving Jimmy's reputation. That is looking for a bunch of hits. All right, so persuasion and charisma? Yeah, uh, I'm happy to give you the extra um, an extra dot for your personal rep specialty because that will be very important in many things. Oh, dear God, I need to willpower that. Uh, you can also uh, you can also rouse for extra dice if you want. Oh. It would be two dice per, per rouse check, but really, oh, obviously only one per roll. Uh, so I could get add two dice if I add a hunger, or I have to rouse for you. You would rouse, so potentially add a hunger, roll two more dice. 
Right. So a little hungrier. Uh, you can if you want throughout the end of the night. Um, Oops. Uh, so that's two failures, but so four hits total. Cool. You just go down here and fill in some of my box. This is what Art did a lot of the other night. Just filling in boxes. So um, the way I did it with Art is each hit from a different method is going to give you uh, things to fill up the box with. Little hits. Um, attempting to reuse the same method will give you less hits just because it's like, well, you've you've already tried that. Kind of like a clock in Blades in the Dark or uh, skill challenges in D&D, that kind of thing. Um, right. This won't necessarily save Jimmy's reputation, but it'll certainly limit some of the damage that is done. And other people can also uh, participate. So if somebody, like if Missy wanted to talk to the prince about positive things that Jimmy has done, that can help. Or more accurately, dig up dirt on Donovan and bring that information to somebody important that can also help save Jimmy's reputation because it's like he's been doing shitty things. Like, can you? How much can we really trust him? That sort of deal. Like something more is going on here. It's his fault for starting it, etc. Uh, let me go find. So we have this handy dandy discipline spreadsheet button. Let's see what discipline certain people have access to. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, no. So, uh, I know I owe you guys experience points because I don't usually give them out because I kind of just forget about them. There is a discipline in the uh, of the Auspex flavor, which you do have access to from when you consume Jimmy's blood, that is literally called Heightened Senses, that you could attempt to use if you wanted to spend some XP to learn it, that would let you, like, super hearing. And use Jimmy against Jimmy right now? I that know. would be amazing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, how do I do that? Uh, so we'll make a note somewhere, and then we'll just add a discipline. Add heightened senses, aspects. That is one dot, and you owe me seven XPs, which I don't remember where XPs is. Chronicle page, blood and XP page. Blood. At the XP page. Awesome. Uh, so it says you have three XP to spend. Um, how long has it been since I gave you guys XP? Have you guys gotten Season 2 XP? I don't know. Well, that makes I me don't feel really better. I don't keep track of XP. We have not gotten Season 2 XP. The last time we got experience was at the end of Season 1. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. Um. Let me look at my folder real quick to see how many sessions we've actually had in Season 2. Because it was a few. Yo, it's been like 10 Season 2 X... Uh, uh, yeah, I guess if you guys want to just add 10 XP to your sheets, and that'll uh, even us out for Season 2. And um, Coco can spend 7 of that. Leave her with 6. Um, cool. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Just in time. Let me get you the 
All right, I just put the text for heightened senses in the, the chat so you can read it. Um, normally, this would be a messy critical. You are welcome to spend a point of willpower to reroll that 10, which will take you from four slash six successes down to three successes and get you out of the, the messy, complicated situation. Or we can see where this messy critical takes us. I want to see where this goes because, first of all, now I'm also a little freaked out because I shouldn't be able to, like, hear even half as well as, you know, I am anyway, you know? Like, it's going to be a weird situation for me. Whatever happens, this is a really new experience. Cool. Uh, you know, just when I thought it'd be a nice, nice, simple... Uh-uh. I didn't mess it up this time. It's true. Um, let me find... What is the gangrel clan? I just imagine she grows dog ears. No, that's on a frenzy. Yeah, I know. I but know. I have several ideas for frenzies involving um, Coco's particular clan bane. Uh, Coco, can you roll me a d10? And we'll see... Uh, what kind of situation you might find yourself in. There's a chart for this. I don't like the random one. I like this one better. So you will be under the effect of a... Oops. You know, the problem with copy and pasting out of a PDF is sometimes you get random shit in the middle of your copy-paste. She's going to be in the middle of an oops. I mean, you're not wrong. That is definitely what is happening. Um, Accelerates and becomes active about it. It's like, yeah awesome and you will fall under the the dominance compulsion which uh i copy and pasted some some details here for you to look at and have an idea of what might happen as this vampire of the masquerade chronicle is a non-official fan created work by the without a net podcast Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.